0: Well, hey everybody. It's been a long time. Welcome back to the Snap No Tap podcast. We have some changes. We're with Martin Witkowski, which is great. And let me just give you guys a a, a quick quick uh, synopsis here. Joe Cardinal's taking a little break, you know, with his looks. I mean, there's been mob scenes wherever he goes and, you know, he, he's it's overexposure for him. So he's taking a little break from this and... I apologize for my throat but I just had some surgery uh inside uh so my voice is still a little rugged uh but we're trying and so Martin's going to step in for a while and do the podcasts and what we're going to do is uh we're going to change the format a little bit of the podcasts we're going to shorten them up a bit and we're going to make them pretty instructional uh so today is going to be kind of an experiment as you notice we didn't have an intro um because that's all on martin's then to do and we got to figure it out but we're also going to play some video clips throughout this podcast uh, a couple i think one or two at least and uh so bear with us if there's any technical glitches um but anyway i'm going to turn the lead over to, to martin because i've been told that everybody feels a lot better when there's a polish man in charge so how you doing martin I'm doing
1: great Tony and I do apologize for the technical issues because it, it Joe just makes everything look so easy. He's not only a beautiful man but he's also so talented. So I'm going to be struggling through this but I will get better as we as we go go through it and and repeat things. Um you know I wanted to um throw it to you right away Tony. We had um a seminar a couple weeks ago. And we have covered some basic boxing um, things and you've gone through some techniques and I kind of wanted to focus on one technique or maybe two techniques that we can kind of see in real life application, in sports, in highlights, and kind of go over how you see that application of that technique being executed in a professional setting. And there's plenty of examples of that. And it doesn't have to be something crazy sophisticated, you know, something that everybody can use
0: yeah we discussed that a lot, and frankly, when you say crazy sophisticated once it's when it, if it's crazy sophisticated, it's got a lower chance of of uh getting pulled off it's it's the simplest and most beautiful moves uh that that tend to work not not this fancy stuff so um you know up front for those who know me that this is a kind of a repeat, but for those who may be new, you know I'm the firm believer that when it comes to hand strikes, boxers are the best in the world. I'm saying that overall, generally, obviously you have boxers that aren't very good, but you have some that are great. But as you know, from training, it's more than just throwing punches. It's head movement, it's footwork. There's so much to it. And I think a lot of people that they don't understand the concepts of it. They they don't, uh, you know, they don't dig deep enough uh, to understand it. And um, they called boxing the sweet science for a reason. It's some of the stuff that they do is just, you know, fantastic.
1: Yeah, but it's also um, kind of a, a very simple way of doing things. Like we've talked about this before. There is this focus on YouTube in particular for people to over complicate things by having all these different scenarios and having a correct reaction for different scenario. Like what happens when you get thrown through a door and what happens if somebody throws a chair at you or, but I think we've discussed several times how you're much better off being very competent at something very basic that you can apply across all situations, you know, such as a a good jab. And, you know, we've you've covered uh, jabbing techniques before versus, you know, oh, if I uh, get thrown through a glass window, I need to uh, tuck my chin in and roll and then, you know, throw my left leg out. Who's going to do that?
0: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it, it it just boils back down to mastering the fundamentals. And, you know, uh, fundamentals are like meat and potatoes, right? Kind of bland, you think, right? But it's substance. You know, you, you have to have that. And, yeah, you're right. I, I, I do believe that so many people want to distinguish themselves from other people so that they, they overcomplicate things. There's a difference between really explaining it down to the nth degree, which I'm all about. Uh, And I've, I've tried to do that on my videos for, since the nineties, 30 years, almost whatever. And, uh, but there, you're right. There's people who make it way too complicated and you know, you just, it's never going to work. It's chaotic, even for the most well-trained fighter or well-trained athlete, it becomes chaos and you have to have that muscle memory and those gross motor skills. And Number one is you in a, in a fight, you can't get taken out, you know, you can't get knocked out or rendered, uh, you know, put on queer street. So defense plays a lot of, you know, important role in it as well. Without a, without a good, they always say the best defense is a good offense, but really you've got to have a good defense because if you get hit once or twice or maybe even just once is enough, you may not have a chance for offense.
1: Right, so maybe let's get get right into it. Um, one of the things that um, I was trying to focus when you know we were doing a little bit of sparring and you were showing us how to do stuff, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old man, so I, I really want to focus on the things that will make a bigger bigger difference to me. Like I don't want to do anything stupid at my old age, so I need to focus on things that will give me the biggest benefit. So one of the things that we talked about is how you really can't fight or box straight up because it has consequences to your head being reachable. And, you know, there is good examples in recent fights with these big men, because every heavyweight these days is gigantic, uh, fighting a very tall game because, you know, a lot of their opponents aren't. And consequently, there's been a couple of knockouts where a guy would literally pull straight back, and a follow-up right would catch him. And they, they were fairly devastating devastating uh, knockouts.
0: Yeah, you sent me a couple of links, or clips, I should say, or links to clips. And, yeah, exactly right. Here, here's like a rule of thumb. Um, psychologically, you want to make yourself appear large, right? But realistically, you want to be a very small target. You don't want to be a large target, okay? And I, and I and I want people to really understand that. I don't care how big you are, how small you are. You don't want to be, you know, physically, your stature. You do not want to present a large target. That just gives people more things to, you know, to attack. But it also throws you off as far as your, your balance, your footwork, uh, you know, your movement. Uh, and I'm not saying to roll up into a ball or, or fight like really under uh, like a crouching position. But yeah, don't present a large target. Don't be very upright like this. You know, you, you've got to be set. Lower your center of gravity a little bit and be, you know, sit down a little bit. Um, we call it in boxing, you know, sitting, you know, sitting down on your punches. But yet, not to the point where you're a statue and you can't move. You have to find your own personal balance. Um, so yeah, don't present yourself as a, you know, don't don't give this guy a lot of target. And yeah, when you're upright. What ends up happening is you stick your chin out, which is you know me, I bitch about that all the time because that's just ridiculous. But if you bring your hands up, now you're opening up your torso, too. So you've got to try to scrunch in a way, scrunch, but but where you're com- comfortable. So, you know, and, and then you can lurch, you can, you can, boom, you can explode into, into your attacks. Right.
1: And I'm gonna to try to play this while while we talk through it. Um, uh, but I also heard the term of uh something called a um I, I believe a shuffle on a pullback. So in this case, when you had um you know th- these are some Big dudes fighting uh, and who, who am i supposed to be who's who's who, who's getting
0: knocked out here so i know what to watch
1: so uh, these are two guys uh, this is an older fight this is robert helenius and gerald washington and uh, robert helenius got knocked out recently in a similar way so what what ends up happening is that he fights very upright okay can you pulls, replay
0: that again just re, yeah replay of course that. and then he pulls his head back okay well let's but he doesn't move his body yeah everything right now okay i want everybody to realize that this is nothing personal i don't know these people but you can see mistake number one the biggest mistake is he's wide open his 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 hands are down his left hand is down look his face he's leading with his with his chin his left hand was damn near on his hip if there's a way that you can pause this play it again and pause it right before the the punch lands like right coming up yeah he's he's set for it boom I mean look look look, I mean it's it's this is this is disaster waiting to happen now again, I don't know the man, so I'm not you know this is I don't you know but right there even right there uh is a terrible thing to do when when you already know that your opponent um is teeing off on you uh so you're that means a couple of things let's let's let me talk about this a second that means that the opponent here is fresh fresh enough at least to um keep throwing punches i'm assuming now who's the guy that got knocked out uh this is robert
1: helenius he's okay, a so, finished uh, okay, heavyweight so fighter is, these are big
0: guys okay well but also conditioning is probably a big factor here i'm, I'm sure he's gassed
1: all right yeah, or, this or, is the eighth round you can see that you know right. it, it's deep in the fight
0: well when you're that since it, if it's a sporting aspect of it you got to tie up and get you know get your wind um and, and and all of that, but this is where the problem is. This is a bad habit of keeping your hands down. Okay, uh, psychologically, you can't sometimes separate uh, the in, you know in the heat of battle the, the the distance and so on. You're just so used to dropping your hands like that. I'm sure when he's fresh and in the gym sparring, he does this as well. This isn't something that he he just did right now. This is a this is a habit. And that's a very bad habit, and that's why I talk about and you're right now let's go let's get back to that moving his head back um what what he did okay i I really want people that that may be listening to this podcast to watch it on YouTube because what happens here is he he's still presenting a level target. he's not getting any sort of angle to glance off the punch or rolling underneath the punch, yeah, he just stepped back but he stepped back into the punch. If you notice this guy was thrown right and he moved to the, he moved in to the punch. Okay. I, I wish is there. Yeah. Boom. He, he moved right into it and Cardinal rule. well, that's a dedication to Joe Cardinal Cardinal rule. Number one is generally you in boxing. You circle away from the power hand. All right. Well, the guy didn't do that. He circled right into it and, uh, and and he did that with with his hands down. Uh and, and again, please don't don't I don't want this guy to get you know taking it personal. It's just that, you know, this was just textbook of how not to do it. Um and 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 the other guy, Washington, landed a flush punch and that you saw the result. Instant knockout. So couple of things. Lower your head and drive forward. Put your head here. Into the guy's, into the opponent's chest if you can't. All right. Um, or make your opponent back up if he does, if you can't bury it into the chest. Because obviously, when your face, when your head is here inside, he's not going to knock you out, you know, unless you're open up for, uh, leaving yourself open for an uppercut. Okay. So if you're just, and if you're tired, gassing, you've got to try to tie up, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give him the credit, Bennett, for the doubt. I mean, that, that he gassed. But, man, you've got to learn to keep your hands up. One of my coaches used to say, you know, pull your ears, you know, in essence. Keep your hands by your ears. You know, just keep your hands up. Uh, he didn't do any of that. Right. The the other thing
1: that I've uh, – well, two things. Uh, number one, I've heard uh, uh, another uh, uh, podcast, but Sean Porter, who is an ex-world champ, excellent boxing oriented podcast but it covers a lot of business and stuff like that but he's uh, an interesting he said that one of the things that you really need to focus on in boxing is have, how you have to fight your instinct your survival instinct because your survival instinct might dictate that you pull your head back, straight back but like you said you actually have to lean into it in order to be able
0: to prepare for the potential punch landing well listen i want if any of you in the listening audience have pets let's say a dog if you just don't hit your dog, I love dogs. But if you just put your hand right like by the dog's, you know, like fake it, that dog's going to flinch. It's 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 an instinct, right, to flinch. This is an example of what Porter is talking about. We have instincts that you have to overcome. You have to train it out of your system. It can be done. the The bad part is you lose that ability. Okay, if you don't keep on training, you know, you're you're liable to go back into these these bad habits. Those are really uh finite motor skills like not flinching and so on and pulling back but one reflex that you should be able to last for the rest of your life is to learn to keep your chin down and keep your hands up so i'm a firm believer now porter may have it may be different but no matter how much how gassed you are you've got to learn to keep your hands up you got to have that kind of energy um but he's correct though what you're always fighting your instincts and that also goes for grappling, okay, because it's natural to to grapple human beings and animals get into a wrestle or a tussle situation, and there's a lot of bad things um, that can happen from that. And you know, you have to train yourself out of that. Like ex- especially with sport grappling, you know, you're actually many times training to make matters worse for yourself. You know, because you know you're, you're you're giving your face. You can get gouged you could get ripped up and your groin strikes and you have to constantly or consciously train to avoid that stuff but if we're stricken st- sticking strictly to striking yeah you you, you you've got to break these instincts of pulling away or turning your back and you know cowering in essence these are not good things
1: right like in the context of uh wrestling and grappling one of the things that you you see especially beginners do they, they get their hand in a good position to maybe be able to push off on you and then just, they'll just leave it there because it feels like the a, a good advantageous position but in reality then you you break your limbs into something that's now exposed and available for to attack by you know the more experienced grappler I, I see that in my my kids uh, jujitsu class you know they they'll tend to push on 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 the head and push away and then their arm is completely Extended, which of course, you know, a good jiu-jitsu practitioner can put an arm bar on it or, or swing the legs into it. Right. Um, the other thing that I've, um, heard, <clears throat> let me play another clip. And this is again, um, Robert Hellenius doing same type of thing. Um, but the other thing that I've, um, heard is that there is something called a, a shuffle on the pullback. So in other words, um, if you're getting into a situation where somebody's swinging this big right hand, like you saw another one land there, yeah, uh, you, you shouldn't just pull back, but you should also shuffle, which is two moves, not just one. You're just not moving your head, but you're also moving your body out of the way.
0: Well, that, okay. Now we're, yeah, let's address that. So now we're going into the realm of, uh, of again, of footwork. What's ha- Can you back it up? Ju- yeah. Okay. So he didn't, what what happened here again is he's he's not defending himself. See, he opened up there. If you notice, now freeze it, th- freeze it for a second. I'll tell people what to watch. He actually opened up. He flared out his left arm. Okay, he didn't even come close to parrying or attempting an outward block on the man's on uh, on uh, uh, is that Washington? Or, or Anthony no, or God, this look.
1: is Anthony Joshua. Right. So this is a fight that yeah. that's happened more recently.
0: Yeah, and he just opened himself up. Now now go ahead if we can do it frame by frame or however you do it. See see it right there. Boom. You see how he opened up his left hand instead of bringing the right, uh, excuse me, the left hand across across his face to kind of guard him and maybe even opening up his mitt, you know, his glove, you know, to to cover more mass, more area. He didn't, okay? So he in essence gave him that chance of that right hand, uh, it was just an open doorway, all right? This is just not good. Um, Now, do you happen to know what round this happened? This is, again,
1: fairly late. This is, uh, I I believe, seventh round.
0: Yeah. So he may have – I mean, regardless of his condition, this is just fundamentals that you just don't do. Look, hand low. I mean, he – it's just – it's a shame that you don't have a straight on view of that and I, I know you you know the camera didn't get that but oh maybe we do have it All right now watch now stop it freeze it now now freeze it freeze it okay yeah you could see now look how he uh, how Joshua stepped over a little bit slightly to the left to his left to create again to create an opening and that's just a perfect shot right on the button man uh, and uh, uh Hellenius did nothing but open the open the doorway. You know, he didn't, you know, even even if you did like, remember how George Foreman used to do this like cross block? You know, that's right.
1: The, the cross block,
0: uh, anything like that would have helped. Okay. It would have probably deflected it. Sure, it would have opened up his ribs or, or, uh, you know, a heart punch or something like that, but it would have protected his face. And yeah, and there again, there's no footwork here, uh, on a uh, Helenius's uh, uh, thing. Um, it's just that reflex of pulling back now let me tell you something muhammad ali used to do that you know he used to he used to pull uh, many times well no no no, 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 let's forget about that let's go in the center of the ring ali would pull back a lot he could get away with it but that was not sound boxing right you don't you don't try to you don't really want to do that you want to go angles you know forward side to side or you know pivots and shit like or like you were mentioning the shuffle step Now that shuffle might be a little difficult where he's at right now because he's close to the ropes. Yeah. But what you want to do is a hip heist kind of motion. All right. We, 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 I, I showed this to you guys, or maybe you weren't there the previous month at the previous workshop or two months before that, like when you're up against the wall and how you can easily just hip heist out of it. Well, so in essence you, you plant your front foot and you just pull your, your rear leg behind you. So, you know, uh, you're you're pivoting that way. Um, and naturally, you have to keep your hands up. But the good news is, if you time it right and you do this pivot while Joshua is throwing his right hand, he's going to miss the right hand. And now Joshua is going to be open for a counter overhand left, okay, or even a hook to the body, uh, to the liver especially. Uh, it, it, so you're slipping in a way, you're slipping that left, or um, excuse me, you're slipping Joshua's right hand. Um, and you, but you're out of the way he's in front of you. You're not in front of him. And that's the ultimate goal of boxing or any stripes. Uh, so yeah, I would honestly chalk this up to what helenius uh, I would, I would say without knowing, I've never even heard of the guy until today until now, I, I would chalk it up to like, just not, you know, bad fundamentals. Cause, um, one of your instincts in inspiring is learning how to tie up or learning certain things when you're gassed. OK, um, how to, you know, defend yourself while gassed. And I've talked about this before regarding self-defense. If 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 you guys like if people listening to this are drunk or, you know, they're alcoholics or they're dope addicts and shit, whatever it is, and you're not going to crack that habit. Hey, man, sometimes it's worth it to train under those circumstances. Right. When you're drunk or when you're buzzed. Right. To see how you react. Well, it's the same here with the boxing or the sport, grappling, it don't matter what it is. How do you react when you're gassed? How's your thinking, thought process? What are your instincts? That's where the coach has to watch and say, okay, your instincts are still, your instincts are telling you to do something bad that's going to get you in trouble. So now we have to drill, drill, drill. While you're fresh on another day, while you're fresh, we have to keep drilling, keep those hands up in this instance. Keep those hands up or shift, pivot right. Um, and do that relentlessly for X amount of time. It depends on how long it takes you to learn it and then try it again when you're gassed and see, see if your instincts are starting to pick up, uh, it it's, it's time consuming, but it's the only way to be.
1: Right. Like I, I think people underestimate conditioning as a way of ensuring that those instincts stay intact because like even in other sports, um, you know, I've played a lot of team sports uh, the coaches will pull you out of the game when you're tired because not because you can't, you know, do a, a, a run uh, or, you know, kick the ball when you're playing soccer or whatever, but because your average output is below what it normally is when you're in good shape. So, you know, your performance degrades. It doesn't stop, but it's, it's so much worse than you're not performing at your optimal level. And therefore, you know, you might as well leave the game and put somebody fresh in and, in boxing, the consequences
0: are instantaneous. I believe it was Vince Lombardi, the coach of the Packers, that, that said fatigue makes cowards of us all, right? And that's true. When you're fatigued or when you're gassed, you just – I mean, it's common sense. You can't operate in peak efficiency. Uh, you know, um, so, yeah. this. But, but dealing with instincts, you know, you, you have to – this, to me, seems – a fundamental flaw here, okay? This is just a bad habit of him exposing himself and dropping his hands. Day one in the gym, let's say you never boxed a day in your life, and you come to me. And as you know, I, I'm I'm a stickler for this. I always want you to keep your hands up, and immediately I'm working on head movement, all right? Um, Aaron, who you were sparring with last, you know, the last workshop a couple weeks ago, um, you know, his head movement, you know, I got, he's got to work on all that and his footwork. It's so critical. It's so important to get, get it going. Um, It's just, it's, it's, it's fundamentals, Uh, you know, and some fighters do a lot more head movement than others. You know, Johnny Lira, who, uh, you know, I, I knew very well, and he passed away in 2012. His main coach was Chuck Bodak. And Johnny was not a, he didn't do a lot of movement. Right. And Chuck Bodak said, you know, I'll, you know, gasses you out and so on. Well, you know, that was in the seventies. We know conditioning can overcome all that. You should be able to move, 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 you know, just get to, you should be able to go for you know a long, long time, work on your conditioning. Right. But when John Lira fought Howard Davis and I believe the clips on YouTube or the fight might be on YouTube, Johnny told me the first couple of rounds, he was doing fine. Johnny Lira was doing fine. Why? Because Howard Davis was stationary. Now, for those of you who don't know, he was a gold medalist in '76, you know, in the Olympics, and he was fast. He probably faster than Sugar Ray Leonard. And uh, Howard sadly passed away of, you know, not you know several years ago, but so Johnny was able to tee off, right? But then all of a sudden, Howard caught his gear, and then that was pretty much the beginning of the end for Johnny Lira, right? Uh, when Howard was moving around and getting all those funky angles and shit, you know, it was a whole different ballgame. Um, so. I mean there's no excuse for heavyweights not to do it. I mean Holly had some great great movement, Mike Tyson had great movement. You know, even a guy like Larry Holmes who wasn't didn't like wasn't flashy like he had great angles uh you know um and he had a terrific jab. Uh, you know, the, the, these are these are things that I I believe when Ali or not Ali when Holmes fought Tyson way past Holmes prime well, it went several rounds. I mean, it wasn't like a one round knockout. I don't know It was
1: about four rounds, I think. Yeah, and Holmes right. was actually I rewatched that fight recently because we talked about one of the things that you insisted is that we throw the jab better like a like a piston. You know, yeah. you, you can't just paw at it. And I went back and I watched the Holmes Tyson fight, and Holmes was doing very well defensively for like four rounds, I think. And then somebody told him that he's behind on all cards, because he was. He was just defending. And then he went out, tried to get Tyson, and he got laid out.
0: Okay, well, now, I'm sure most of the studio, or the studio audience, what am I, this is the Price is Right, you know, come on down. My friend was just on the Price is Right last week. She didn't get picked, but she went to the taping of it. Um, so I don't know when that, that episode's going to be. So, Lori, if you're watching, hey, Lori, uh, Lori number one. Uh, I know several of Laurie's. She Lori number one. Anyway, um, yeah, if you're in a self-defense situation, street fight, that's all you really want you just need some time right to to do other things tie up or or you know break have somebody break it up or just end it so you know you, we, so what i was basically saying is the people listening here aren't probably looking to turn pro as a boxer but still uh all these skills you know if if you can go four rounds with Tyson at that time in his prime it, right you're going to be okay in a street fight. All right. As far as getting in a, a striking situation with someone, I'm not, so I should, let's not, let's not say street. Yeah. Just like a street fight, not like a life or death scenario where, where weapons are involved. It's a whole different story, but yeah, you're going to be fine Um for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yes. Tyson or not Tyson, but Holmes, well, Tyson had, you know, great hooks and you know, head movement or anything, but uh, uh, Holmes had a great jab. I, I remember that. Uh And it, you know, uh, I just think Larry Holmes, you know, he came around at a at a difficult time in boxing for him and uh said some things about Marciano that kind of did sit well, but you know, hey man, he had tough shoes to fill, man, with Muhammad Ali. That's who wants to follow that opening act, right?
1: <laughs> no. Right, that's right. And he, he wasn't nearly the personality that Ali was, so the, he struggled just being accepted as a champ in the absence of Ali. You know, he was like a pale shadow. Of yeah, uh, right. of the previous champ, but but yeah, to your point, you know that that's like a, a solid uh, twelve minutes of survival with the prime Mike Tyson looking to rip his head off, and that's a lot better than some of the other people did. So skills do translate to uh, to useful outcomes. You know, after twelve minutes with Tyson, most of us would be in a body bag.
0: Yeah, and you know that's you know uh, indicative of Larry's foundation um i believe i could uh, you're you're catching me off guard but i i believe that larry holmes at one point was a sparring partner for muhammad ali okay that's right that's right so yeah and so in order to and and let's just let me just digress a bit when you're when you're being when you're a sparring partner for muhammad ali you have some skills okay you have some talent uh ali's not going to waste his time fighting you know sparring with a tomato tomato can uh, unless it is, you know, he's doing some, you know, exhibition match or charity match, and he's just looking to get rounds in for conditioning. So Larry had good fundamentals, okay? Just fundamentally a sound fighter. Um, and, and again, uh, he probably made a mistake, like you said, listening to, you know, the, the poor advice. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, Tyson was an anomaly at that point to me. He was a freak. You know, he was just, and I say that in a good way, in a positive way. Um, he was ferocious. <clears throat> and I'll bet you, Muhammad, um, uh, Larry Holmes had thoughts in his head. But at his age, what's up here, he couldn't translate into efficient movement, which happened to all of us at, as we age. So, therefore, it's even more important for us. And this, it, this is getting back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast. A good defense is so important, you know, because we may know what to do offensively, but our timing is off or our reflexes are maybe just, it's not what they were. So we may not be able to pull it off. So we got to wait until we run into a hellenius situation where the opponent that you're fighting in a street or whatever, just gives you something that even, you know, even Ray Charles couldn't miss, you know, boom, those wide open shots and right. believe me i can tell you this that when you put on a good defense both with your guard and with your head movement and footwork the opponent can get frustrated and make mistakes okay it can get sloppy and that's what you're looking for you're looking for that opening and you can create that opening sometimes by just you know using the right angle and we do this everybody knows this we do this in our day-to-day life when we're looking to physically do something, move something. Okay. Sometimes we can't move it head on. We've got to get a little angle on it and push it or whatever to get us better leverage and so on. It's the same in a fight game. You've, you've got to sometimes create that opening or that advantageous, uh, situation for yourself by changing your angle, uh, and your approach. So it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to do.
1: Right. And speaking of, uh, you know, doing these angles, um, now there is there's some good striking that comes out of the UFC once in a while also. So like in in this match here, this was uh, a recent uh, bout, and you can see uh, Sean O'Malley is the guy that lands a punch. And I just wanted to point out how he moves just a tiny bit off center, and this is coming up here soon. And and what really happens is the other person, having committed to a
0: punch, gets dropped. Okay, now, can we rewind that and go slow or something? Because I am going to have troubles. going slow. If you go to that circle thing, like by where it says CC, yeah, go to, yeah, one more over. Right there. Click that and go to playback speed. Okay, Okay, we can do
1: that. Sure. Yeah, just go like half speed. Half speed. I'll go half speed. And then, you know, if you take a look, so this is some.
0: You kind of went too far back.
1: Yeah, but it should be coming here. So there is definitely like a, like a. Big shot coming up, okay. and then a slight movement to the
0: side. All right, well, just, all right, all right. You're, okay, okay. There's that kick. Now, all right. So here's the issue, and he did do a little. So he came with an overhand right, but the problem is, I just want you to back it up, and I want you to focus on the punch. Okay, I want you to focus on Sterling's punch. That's the that's the key here. Okay, because he's fighting out of a southpaw situation here. So now, watch his right hand. Okay, that. All right. First of all, freeze it. Good. Um, not not a smart. Uh, he's uh, O'Malley's out of range. Okay, so that punch isn't going to land. Even if it does, it's going to be to no effect. Just way out of range. Now go again and watch after he throws it. Watch his right his left arm loop down. See. All right. Boom. See how it just looped down. Right. It came straight down. It did not come back up to cover his face once again he left a wide open target why you open. say he's would you say he's overreaching oh who
1: sterling absolutely. the guy throwing the punch absolutely.
0: absolutely he was out of range for that punch okay and i get it the guy threw a kick so now he's backing up but you've gotta when you're throwing those haymakers and here's the deal uh o'malley was in charge i mean you know so it wasn't like you're just miraculously throwing a punch he led with a wild you know, with a wild punch. Uh, uh, I'm trying to get these names straight. Sterling led with a wild punch. Um, okay, anybody can probably make that mistake. But the problem wasn't even with that. The problem was he brought that left hand down again and left himself wide open. You can't do that. You just simply you 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 gotta when you throw these punches, you've got to bring that hand right back to you know to a defensive posture. And he switched stances too, by the way. So he went from a Southpaw stance. If you notice now he's in an Orthodox stance. Um it's just you know, not it's a fundamental breakdown, is what it is. It, it just really is a fundamental breakdown. Go ahead.
1: Right. So you know, from my perspective, like from me trying to avoid uh obviously. See, now wait, wait, comp- right there. See,
0: you see, look, now you see, here's back that up. Because this 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 is really important. And I want, when I tell you to freeze it, freeze it. Sure. Freeze. Okay. So now it's freeze it, freeze it. So they just touched gloves. Okay. So he already knew that uh, O'Malley was fully extended. This is, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Sterling doesn't have his range. Okay. Go a little more with the play. Go ahead, play it. Okay. Now keep going. Right there. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. He should have known. He's totally out of range. All right, yeah, because that, that's a missed punch. Right? It is. Like, Sterling wraps his his hand on top of the uh, O'Malley's wrist, and O'Malley was almost basically fully extended, and and not only is he fully extended, he's in a orthodox stance, which means the right side of his body is even further away. Um, that was an ill advised punch. Now, as you can see, he's wide open. Uh, Sterling is wide open here. All right, he's just throwing a, I mean, look at his left foot. Uh, it's It looks to me like it's off the ground. So there's not even any power coming on this punch. You know, it, it's it's an arm punch. And, and he's wide open. And then if we can, I, I don't know how you do a frame-by-frame frame advance on YouTube, but you'll see that he'll drop that left hand right there. Okay, you figured it out. And now O'Malley is getting getting set now i don't like o'malley being wide open either but o'malley's getting set to to unleash that that right hand go ahead boom he popped it and uh sterling had had no defense because he was wide open again this is almost like the the fight where you're just kind of leaving yourself wide open these are risks i mean sometimes it pays off with these haymakers but um yeah i was looking to to pull something
1: that's kind of similar in its basic, yeah. like I, it, the Hellenius thing I thought was more about defensively, you know, that the pulling back here, I was kind of thinking for us, you know, people that are just training to be fundamentally competent and not, you know, competitive. Uh, the, the thing to watch for is not reaching because I, I hear this in you, you hear car- corners call out to their fighters. Don't reach for
0: the, right. for the punch. Well, look, let's, Okay, look at O'Malley's right foot, okay? He's still on the balls of his feet. So there's some power behind that punch, okay? He put his body weight behind it, all right? His hip is turned, his right hip, all right? His left hip is pulled back. So it's almost like a hook. It's not, but, you know, same kind of mechanics. He's He put something behind that punch, and he hit him on the spot, right? He hit him right – it looked like – I think he hit him right on the button. And there's no reason to play any more of this, because I did see this clip last night when you sent it to me. I did just watched that part. And once it hit the ground, it was it was – Sad, you know, it was just these ridiculous punches and shit um, that you don't want to emulate at all. All right. But that part there, O'Malley did a great job. Um, But again, it's easy for me to say armchair quarterbacking, but I I think uh, the other guy, Sterling. Yeah, he was too uh, anxious here. Yeah. And he did reach for it. He could have waited, bided his time and then make Sterling or make O'Malley come to you okay come to me O'Malley and then let's see what you got you know and get those angles in and boom pop them you know uh that 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 didn't happen so again sadly he ends up losing a fight because of that
1: right so I, I think uh, I mentioned this to you before but I do really enjoy the, how uh during some of the telecast they pipe in the corner man Instructions during the fight um they, they do it in top rank boxing in particular, and it's always something very basic you know it's never like yeah, throw a seven punch combo ending with the uh, number six or number three to the body, none of that it's always like close the distance or you know shuffle back or keep your hands up or keep your chin down mm-hmm. very uh basic stuff, which is what I wanted you know us to focus on because again like small things that are important to keep all the way through potentially a long period of time and when i say long period of time i mean like three minutes that's a long period of time
0: well i mean yeah you know in, in an actual fight yeah it is um but i mean like a street encounter or whatever it's a lifetime you know and, and it could be the loss of a life you know so it's like really important that you have your fundamentals and it was interesting because one of the guys that was at the uh the, the workshop uh, before you ap- before you because you actually didn't participate in the workshop. You came later for a private lesson. Um, he had some boxing training, and you know it was kind of surprising that you know he doesn't, you know, he didn't get that uh, you know how effective boxing is in MMA or anything else. I mean, the skill sets. You know, it's it's not rules. Forget about the rules. See, I, this is another thing. I think people get caught up in the rules. Forget the rules for a minute it's the fu- it's the fundamental skill sets that you develop okay um so with boxing man you got that great tremendous head movement you got the keeping your hands up you got the learning the range footwork uh conditioning uh, you bring all of that to the table all right it it's not that okay every boxer is going to beat every wrestler it's, it's it's that's not what i'm talking about but i'm talking about when shit happens like this like this clip we just saw would not have happened or shouldn't. would not have more than likely happened with a very skilled boxer. He would never put himself in that position to get knocked out like that. He wouldn't have made that crazy punch. Um, and there's other factors, learning how to take a punch, learning how to absorb it. MMA guys or kickboxers even aren't going to have that ability as a boxer would because boxers are in essence one-dimensional in, in, in the fact that they're just throwing hands kickboxers throwing hands and legs tie boxers elbows knees mma grappling all that added in so you're obviously never going to be world class okay at anything at any one thing unless you you came as a world champion from another sport so it's 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 hard um to excel the trick is get fundamentally sound which doesn't take a lifetime get fundamentally sound in all those ranges of combat and know instinctively where you're breaking down. Like if you're a box, you're, you're striking, you got to know, okay, my fundamentals here are breaking down. If I'm grappling now, my fundamentals are breaking down. You got to get to that safe spot. That is something that needs to be taught. Okay. And unfortunately uh, it, it isn't in mass. Okay. Uh, So I have a lot of respect for athletes that are absolutely great at what they do, like sport grapplers or a boxer or a, um judo your credentials are there we get it we know it i don't care about what you can do i care about what you can't do because a smart fighter is going to capitalize on what you can't do and believe me there's going to be shit you can't do and you can't do very well you know and in some instances you do quite poorly and 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 that's the risk you run in mma or in a uh, street scenario. of knowing what you can't do. So if you can be fundamentally sound, you have your basis of let's say boxing and wrestling. And there have been great fighters in the past that boxed very well and wrestled very well. We, you know, combo guys like that. Um there were maybe they didn't do, do submissions, but who cares at that at that point. They were very difficult to beat. Uh Paul Berlinbach was one guy. <laughs> Excuse me, back in the twenties. He was an AAU national champion wrestler. National champ, not Olympic, but national champ. That means you're, you're frigging good. Became the light heavyweight boxing champion of the world. I mean, come on. That's, right. you know, and I mean, and there's others. I mean, you know, I know it's that like two feathers Dan- in his hat. Yeah. Well, Danny Hodge boxed. I mean, he, he wasn't like his, his wrestling was what was the superlative, um, but he was a national golden glove champ. So, you know, uh, here you go. And, and, and I, I, I know there's others, um, but when you have that kind of combination of skills, you know, you're going to be tough to beat. And and that's just the way, that's just the way it is. Uh, right.
1: And, and this kind of dovetails to uh, this other thing that we've talked about when uh, Demetrius Johnson made the news recently because he said something controversial. He said that it's easy to become an MMA champ because most of the MMA people are not actually good at anything in particular. And that seems controversial, but to your point, they're not decorated boxers. They're not decorated wrestlers. They're kind of dabblers in multiple disciplines.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy to be a champ. It's easier maybe, um, but that's, again, because um, there used to be some Olympians, you know, like Kevin Jackson and others that, that you know, uh, wrestled um, – and for a while did quite well, but that was in a different, it was a different time in the, in the MMA. But what Demetrius said, I, I, I will in essence agree that, um, okay, look, let's look at a relationship, right? Um, I put things in funky terms sometimes you broke, you break up with the love, love of your life and you're all down and in, down in and, you know, just you you you're, you're crying the blues. And then you think all the time, well, she did this for me. She did this for me. She did this for me. But a sound friend will tell you, well, think about all the bad shit, okay, and make a list, put a line down the middle, put all the good stuff on one side, put all the bad stuff on the next. Normally, the bad side might outweigh the the good. And that's how you have to look at it at MMA. You may be okay at at certain things, you know, certain skill sets, okay? But, man, if, if you're bad at others, the bad can just completely negate any positives that you have. Um, and that's just a fact. And I think that's kind of what Demetrius was probably getting at. Um, we'd have to ask him for clarity. Uh, but, yeah, um, you're a jack, like the, the jack of all trades, master of none. And I see that with people that I train. They have the spirit. They want to learn all these different martial arts or different things. They got four, five, six coaches, different coaches at different locations. This is not going to work out, Okay. Uh, this is not what you need, all right? You you need to get good at a few things. Understand, like two things maybe, get really good at, at them and understand the fundamentals in and out. And that's the secret of learning how to learn. Now you can pick up another art and, and, and say, okay, what are the fundamentals? So, yeah, I just think that with MMA, you have so many ranges, um, not all ranges. I mean, there's like, you know, there's no, they don't work for defending against, vulnerable targets or weapons or mass, you know, two on ones, three on ones. But um, there comes a point where, you know, you're just going to suck at something and you cannot allow your opponent to capitalize on that. So let's break this down quickly and I'll I'll, I'll be done talking. It starts on the feet and many times it ends on the ground. So if you have good stand-up skills, decent stand-up skills and decent ground skills, that's it. Um, you're all right. But when you, when you don't have that and you try to get fancy or you try to do this or that, that's when you're vulnerable. And I, I've seen, I don't like to watch MMA because I, I just think the striking is, is just subpar generally. You know, when I mean that, I don't mean just, not just the way they throw the punches, but there, there's no head movement. There's no angles. There's no footwork. You know, it's rare. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but I'm just giving a generalization. I can't watch it. Okay. It's just like, man this is this is not this is not good um and the same thing happens sometimes on the ground it's just there's there's not the lack of that sophistication this is just me my opinion so these guys are very tough men do not get me wrong they're very dedicated and they do their thing so you know um but yeah i guess i can kind of agree with demetrius i'd like to get a little clarity on that though because there are some very skilled guys i mean you know um What's his name? Uh, 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 Shit. The the heavyweight that turned uh, Brock Lesnar. Okay. He was a national champ. um, So he was a very skilled wrestler. Although I think he also got beat by Steve Neal, who ended up playing pro football. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah. But he can't strike. I mean, you know, Steve uh, uh, Lesnar was not a striker. Uh, Lesnar was not a submission guy. You know, Um, if I was Lesnar or if I was his coach, I would say just forget everything don't even worry about submissions. Okay. It's too late in the game for this. Just teach them how to cover up and get in and, and, and really focus on fundamentals, not exchanging punches for three rounds, but exchanging punches for, or 30 seconds, 40, whatever it is to get in there and take the guy down and then learn how to defend against these common attacks that a jujitsu guy, uh, or some other grappler would, would, would try to, uh, use on you and use your, what, what is your skill, um, to its maximum. Don't, don't start, you know, farting around and experimenting in a range of combat that you are just not world-class at. You know, like, it would be like, would you want to watch Mike Tyson, you know, and a kick, you know, start kicking or, or trying to do takedowns? Of course you wouldn't because, Now he sucks at that, let's say. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know the guy like that. But let's just say, you don't want to see that. You pay to see Tyson do what he did, okay? And he did it as good as anybody for that period of time. So that's why I don't – I'm not a huge fan of MMA because they start to get out of their area of expertise. And it just looks – it just – it's, you know, subpar to me.
1: Right, yeah. And I agree that I I watch it a lot less than I used to because I feel like – the the kind of, um, you know, mavens of certain disciplines are not there anymore. Everybody's kind of like gaming the rules to the extent that they need to. And they put on a pretty good show, but the artistry isn't there. And that's kind of what I enjoy back in the day.
0: Well, I used to like the very first ones. I mean, not because of the skills, but it was like kind of neat to see an actual hapkido guy or whatever against
1: a sumo guy, <laughs> or you know. Right, but but some of those guys were maybe top hapkido guys, and they would do something crazy, which maybe not work at all. But you'd see some level of you know uh, artistry and all that.
0: Yeah, it was kind of fun to watch that, you know, because yes. it, it, and it's historic because like when you see a taekwondo guy uh, trying to just fight this whole fight as a as a taekwondo guy. You know, it takes you all the way back to Jun Ri or some ancient Korean guy, some legend Korean guy. And you can say, oh, see, so that's how the maybe that's how the ancient Korean guy would have done it. Or that's that judo guy. That's how Jigaro Kano might have done it. Now we see how judo works, you know, or whatever. I mean, I'm painting it over with, you know, like I'm making light of it. But it was more entertaining to me uh, that way. Um, Yeah. Now everybody's doing the same thing, you know, in essence. Right. you know, some do it better than others, but I, 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 you know, I just, I'm a stickler. You know that. I want things done properly. And, you know, sometimes when I just see things that are, are just not well, I I get annoyed. And getting back to Hellenius, here's a boxer that his fundamental boxing broke down. So it's not like every boxer is perfect every minute he's in the round. No no nobody is but when they're when they are cooking with gas they're they're lethal but when you don't even have that lethality okay uh <laughs> you know you're kind of screwed when you can't turn it up a notch when when you're when your top notch that you have isn't very good you, yeah you're in trouble. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So maybe uh, we should wrap
1: it up here for, for this episode. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to check out Tony's materials. He's been doing this for a very long time and we're going to be focusing on small, tangible, universally applicable principles. And that's what I get out of Tony's training and it's great.
0: Yeah. Maybe next week we'll do a, if you can find some streets off defense uh, videos or not like instructionals, but like, you know, yeah. Same principles apply. That's what I say. Yeah, right. Because it's all about principles, and uh, actually, you don't even have, have to get anybody. That two guys that are good, just get two slugs that don't know what they're doing, and we can we can we can talk about that. But anyway, everybody, hopefully, we're going to be back on track um, with the podcast, and and maybe you know, Joe will, hit, uh, will have a reset button and eventually join us again. Um, I'll see Joe. He'll be coming to the next workshop in a couple of weeks. The, what is it? The twenty third. Get a yeah. 23rd at Bender's Martial Arts and Fitness, um, uh, 1.30 to 3.30 in uh, Andersonville. It's on my website. Just go up to the top of my website and click training or whatever, and you'll – upcoming seminars or workshops, it'll say. But anyway, everybody, uh, thanks, and we'll see you next week.